Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. Tommy here. Welcome to the first Unsung Heroes. We'll tell you more about what that means in a second, but you should know that this episode is a little naughty. So if you're listening with children in the car, maybe throw them out the window. Or if you've got your phone on on speakerphone listening to podcasts at the gym like a weirdo, maybe time to put some headphones in. Because, well, it'll make sense in a second. That's all I got. Enjoy! Faster than a speeding Sondheim, this is Unsung Heroes! Hello everyone. We interrupt interrupt your regularly scheduled Jim and Tomics Musical Theater Happy Hour for a new segment. What are we like? We are just... (laughs) We are keeping you on your toes, ladies <laughs> how, and gentlemen. How how are you feeling about this, Jimmy? Um, I am both excited and scared, uh, like our like our old pal in the woods over there. <laughs> so here's the deal: happy hour is not going anywhere. This is an additional segment that maybe we'll try out a couple times every once in a while. Um, yeah. The idea is we are going to explore some very obscure musicals. We're not talking like anyone can whistle levels of obscure. We're talking like stuff that neither of us have heard about. In fact, that's the goal. Today, I have picked a show that I am pretty sure Jimmy knows nothing about. Is it Thoroughly Modern Millie? It is Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, I've so ruined it. Because I know that's like a really rare one. It is. It is. I always enjoy when people comment. They're like, there's this really obscure show. I don't know if anyone's heard about it. It's called Hamilton. And I just want to punch him in the face. No, these are deep cuts. Ones that like neither of us have heard about. But here's the catch. I'm not going to tell Jimmy everything about this show. In fact... I'm going to give him intentionally vague facts about it, like the title Uh of it and maybe the title of a couple of songs, and he is going to tell me what this show is about. Mm. (laughs) This is why he might be excited and scared. And so he's going to give us a rundown of the whole plot based only on the title of the show and the title of a couple of songs, and then I'm going to pull back the curtain and reveal the actual show and the actual plot and play for jimmy some of the actual songs and then jimmy it gets more exciting oh my gosh i my know it's already finding i, I know um after jimmy tells us what he thinks the show is about and i tell you what the show is actually about it will be your duty humble listeners to go and vote on whose show is better jimmy's imaginary show or my real show. Aha, what a fun sting in the tail. It's a competition. It is. This is going to get crazy. What I will preface with is, you have many more fans than I do, so <laughs> I'm not expecting to take much glory, but that's fine. <laughs> Who knows? You, you are a uh, talented, talented improviser, as I've discovered over our, our 10-year recording podcasts. Well, thank you so much. That's very, very nice. <laughs> have we been doing this for 10 years? No, no, 10 years. Am year. I 40? You are. 10 years. Hate, to, okay. hate like, to bring it up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm ready. You yes, ready? And. 
Yes, right. and. Here we yes, go. Yes, and. <laughs> Your improv skills are off the hook. Thank you. The title of the musical I brought for you today, Jimmy, that you're going to tell me all about. Mm-hmm. This I'm show so is yes, This uh-huh. show is called The Change. Okay. Okay, yeah. I know it well. Yes. Um yeah, so The Change. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know we all know what that is, the biggest change that we all go through in our lives. Um mm-hmm. puberty. Of course. It's is yeah, it's basically puberty the musical. So how much more do you want from me at this stage? Do you want do you want to know the, well, the full let me, plot? I'll, do you want to know some characters? I'll give you I'll give you, you I'll give you the title of the first song too because the title of the first song is Okay, the opening? The opening song is Time for a Change. Yeah, cool. Which I think yeah, no, I really know, encapsulates yeah. the plot. Yeah, exactly. I mean like it's this is this hits it right home from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um sorry, what is the time for a change? The time, time for time <laughs> <laughs> Time for a change. Everyone's favorite opening. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I mean, I do know it, but it was just... Um, right, double Just checking. in case you, you, yeah, just got a bit confused. So, I mean, Time for a Change, it is actually... It's probably my favourite number. Naturally. Um, what, I, what I really love about The Change, um, mm-hmm. the musical, mm-hmm. is it just, like, taps into that teenage angst thing that I just love. Do you know what I mean? That, like, it reminds me of Fall Out Boy, it reminds mm-hmm. me of Green Day, Panic at the Disco, all of those little emo moments that I had. Yes. Um... It just absolutely encapsulates them, um, and it's yeah, and that's I think that's why I love this musical so much. Um, so time for a change. I mean, mm-hmm. what an opening! What an opening! I um, know it, it kind of it reminds me a bit of uh, Next to Normal, okay, um, and that we get to meet the whole the whole family. Yeah, um, well, uh, who's in the family? Yeah, so um, it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of stereotypical in your way. It's your kind of two point four children style. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and yeah, so we've got mom um, who's called Clara. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna write that. <laughs> uh, we've got dad um, who's called Jeff. Jeff and Clara. Jeff and Clara. Um, the dynamic. Duo. Yep, and yep, and so they've got their their twin kids, mm-hmm. um, Joshua. Okay. And Jean. Ah, uh, what, um, what, what a, what a group! What a, what a happy family they must be. Clara, Jeff, Josh, and Jean. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it's, it's good because obviously the really simple names yes. allow for some great rhymes, um, <laughs> which they totally have. Jean, um, machine, machine, um, clean. That's a really important one, actually. <laughs> later, that comes uh, in oh, later. The of course, in clean. Yes, uh, I, but same I, with Jeff, same with Clara. Uh-huh. Like they're all there, um, and they've also got a baby, mm. um, a baby, a baby brother um, called uh, Lilith. No, that's a girl's <laughs> name. Um, called called um, Deacon. Deacon. Uh, Deacon the baby. Deacon. Yeah, Josh, Jean, and Deacon. That's the name of the kids. Um, okay, so yeah, time for a change. Um, it's you get to kind of see where the family are all at at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've just moved into a new house um, in uh, Pittsburgh, um, and it kind of dad's just got a new job um, and he's telling us all about that. Mum's um, just starting work uh, in the school that Joshua mm-hmm. and Jean go to. Deacon's too young for school at the moment, of course, obviously. of course. Um, so and Josh and Jean are talking about. Um, how they're just really excited to get started at school. Um, so they are they are teenagers, Naturally. Joshua and Jean. 
uh, and they are our protagonists, of course, in, in the whole piece. Um, and basically, they're at that moment in life um, where they're starting to go through the change of, of life. Of course, of course. Which, which I think you'll agree, Jimmy, brings us into uh, the next song I want to tell you about. Uh, it's the third yeah. song in the show. Um, and as you well know, the title of the song is The Corn Out of Her Poop. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, because now this is what this is one of the reasons again why I absolutely love it. Um, uh huh. The, this show is actually it's really progressive. It's really progressive. It, I mean, it was written really, really recently. Um, and obviously, one of the things that we are really, really passionate about is um, kind of gender fluidity and and being open to that. Um, so what you find out quite early on mm-hmm. is that um, Clara and Jeff, uh, actually, they don't, uh, like, promote gender on their family. Of course. Um, and so Deacon, uh, they, they just change up the pronouns uh-huh. um, while, while they're growing up. Uh-huh. Um, and so in this number, um, she's referred to as her. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's him. Um Sometimes it's they, you know, it it it, it, it moves pieces all together, and where, exactly, it moves. It moves. Where pages. where does the so, corn and the poop come in? So basically, classic time. Um, we this is kind of like the start of the subplot, the main subplot, um, which kind of sees the yeah the the tension between Clara and Jeff, um, and so. Uh, basically, what Jeff is doing um, is he's changing a nappy because what they've found is since moving to Pittsburgh, um, Clara at the school actually takes a little bit longer to come home. Mm-hmm. So Jeff comes home a lot earlier from work than expected oh, um, and has take- to help take care of Deacon. Yeah, the, the household um, duties. How progressive. They seem like a yeah, very progressive is. family. It's really nice, isn't it? It's so nice. You're already seeing these great, you know, progressive themes. And so here's Jeff um, kind of working out, oh gosh, um, how do I, you know, what do I do with this corn that I can just see in this poop, in the poopy diaper? Um, and he kind of uses it as a, a nice metaphor mm-hmm. um, about basically understanding and getting to the root of Deacon. Mm, um, finding, finding that by- kernel in the turd, if you will. Yes, exactly, exactly. What are the beautiful things that I can find in this child, you know, whilst I'm cleaning up their their poop? Naturally. It it's sounds, a beautiful number. It's a it's, really beautiful... And that's the thing. I think you'd think from the title, and I get this, but I, th- I think this is just what the writers mm-hmm. were saying. Um, you'd think, oh, this is a stupid, silly number. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, it's a really beautiful father-child number. It's a very, it's very really good. In- Interesting ballad. So that, of course, um, brings us a little later in the show, um, near maybe yeah. the like three quarters through the way of Act One. We get the song, um, the beautiful ballad, "Penis in Vagina." Oh, it's so good! It's so good. This is a bit more of a comedy number, naturally. Um, penis in vagina. That's correct. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, it's so. It's really, really. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny, but it's powerful. You know. Um, we're getting towards the end of Act One mm-hmm. um, here, uh, and this is basically um, Joshua and Jean's uh, sex ed teacher. Ah, um, it's a bit like uh, you know. Have you seen Grease Two? Um, uh, it's, I am aw- I am aware of the existence of Grease Two and the song Biology. Okay, yeah, reproduction, reproduction. reproduction. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like that number. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think we'll probably find, actually, when Mean Girls comes out, the mm-hmm. kind of sex ed chat and that, I think it'll be yeah. really, really similar to Penis and Vagina. But I think if anyone can do it better than Penis and Vagina, good luck to them, is what I say. Well, yeah, basically, I mean, basically what it's doing is it's, um, you, you're understanding that these kids are understanding the change, they're coming to grips with puberty, mm-hmm. working out what it is. And mm-hmm. here they have this stupid teacher who is just kind of throwing out all these clinical terms, they're going straight down the line, um, mm-hmm. and then all of the kids are kind of saying their thoughts about what really happens, mm-hmm. um, other ideas, throwing in their um, penis and vagina. But that's what the, the teacher keeps coming back to. Sex is penis and vagina. Sex Naturally. is... And it's, it's quite a nice melody. Yeah. Sex is penis and vagina. Oh, you know da, it so well. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, it's, it's good... Like I say, it's good fun. Yeah. Um, and they do... They really find all of, those, all of those rhymes with vagina. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, angina, the, mm-hmm. the heart condition. Naturally. Um, urine... Ah, uh, um, it's like a sound rhyme that they use there, which I think Ooh, is actually quite. That's really clever. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's a, that's a Instead good of using way. a word, just use the actual the sound. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, really, really impressive stuff from the writers. That is that is fascinating. Um, and so then, of course, yeah. we move on to the song right after that called "I Do It Too." I do it too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so this is a really important number. This is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a lovely uh, Clara Jean moment here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clara is actually driving uh, the kids back from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joshua has fallen asleep in the back of the car. Um, and Jean kind of plucks up the courage um, to speak to her mum about uh, puberty Mm, this is a of huge moment here. This is a huge one because, you know, she's come to terms with it and that's like, it's a big thing. Um, what we, we haven't seen yet, or what, sorry, what we've not really discussed um, is kind of Josh and Jean's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jean is really, she wants to be very open about it. She wants to understand. Whereas Josh is the opposite. He really kind of wants to cling on to the past, wants to keep being a child, wants to kind of ignore all of these changes that are happening. Mm-hmm. So whilst he's asleep, Jean kind of seizes the moment um, and wants to ask her mum some questions. Of course. Um, all, about, all about sex, um, all about her, her body. Naturally. Um, and obviously just having had this big sex ed chat. Mm-hmm. Um, penis and vagina, yes. Penis and vagina, yeah, exactly. Um, her mind's kind of worrying. Um, so what, uh, the, the name of the song... Um, I do it is, too. Uh, I do it too. As we all um, well know. Yeah, exactly. A really, really, like, a beautiful um, female duet. Uh, basically, where um, Jean admits to her mother about the fact that she masturbates. Ah, ooh, that sounds yeah. that sounds like very, very um, intimate ballad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's what I just oh again just love it. It's, you know, really sex positive stuff here. Mm-hmm. Females masturbate. We know this, right? We all know this. Let's sing a I song it about too. it. I do it too. Yeah, I do it too, says Clara. And Gina's so relieved. Um, but what, unfortunately, what they don't know, Joshua isn't asleep. <gasps> Gasp. It's, oh, no. Asleep. I know. I know it's really tough. So um, when they get back, mm-hmm. um, they... Josh has a fight because, you know, he's he was kind of under the impression that they were going to keep it stum. Mm. Um, 
Jean is like, no, we need to learn, we need to understand. And mm-hmm. they, they stop talking and they've oh. had this big falling out. And that's the end of Act One. Right. Um, um, which then, of course, leads us into the Act Two opener, Seven Minutes yeah. in Heaven. Yep. Um, so actually... You know, the the game Seven Minutes in Heaven, we all know. Um, What I love is that the writers are just really, really playing on this. Mm -hmm. Um, And what this is, is actually a dream ballet. Yes, of course. Um, And it's it's exactly seven minutes long, this song. Um, And it opens up with um, uh, actually Joshua having a dream um, where he's in heaven. Oh. Um, and yeah, and he meets his grandfather who's deceased. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, and we actually find out that um, his grandfather, uh, no, I can't say that. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so he's, he's in heaven with his, his grandfather, um, mm. but actually it all turns really, really dark all of a sudden and the clouds get gray oh. um and then there's some like fire special effects. it's like a really really like a big big, big production wild number. opening yeah big big number um and uh it's like he, he actually gets transported down to hell oh um, no where his grandpa is and you find out actually that his grandpa um was actually quite abusive towards him oh um yeah and used to beat him up um, when he was younger and very much of like you have to be a man you have to be a man um, and Josh was like oh no um, I oh and he, he has this horrible horrible relationship with his grandfather and then he wait at the end of the number in the end of seven, seven minutes in heaven uh, he wakes up in this deep sweat uh, and is panicking and um, wonders like oh my gosh what's going on why am I having all of these horrible dark thoughts Um it's it's quite it's quite a sad wow. opening to act two. That sounds yeah, I know tra- it's, it's and, heavy. And they communicate that all through ballet, all through ballet. Actually, not even a word. It's so. I mean, like the choreographer to this show. I can't wait for them to win the Tony. Yeah, because um, I think this is going to get revived quite soon. I I believe um, so too. Yeah, I think this is. I mean, everyone's saying, "Oh, it's going to be frozen." Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, and it, so then, change. then of course, Jimmy, I only have one more song for you, which is um, it's not quite the finale, but it might might as well yeah. be. It's very close to the end. Yeah. Uh, this song, yeah. tuna casserole. Yeah, tuna casserole. I mean, huh, I don't. It's. I'm actually getting quite choked up mm-hmm. thinking about tuna casserole. I know, um, it, it it hits us all very hard. Yeah, exactly. So. Basically, here we are at the dinner table, um, mm-hmm. and basically, ugh, it's such a shame. This, the family's kind of fallen into this weird disrepute. Um, Clara has been working so much; she's not been at home. She's not been able to spend quality time with Deacon. Mm-hmm. Not been able to spend quality time with Jeff. Um, Jeff is totally aware of this, and it is—he's not doghousing her, but he's a bit like, uh, I just. I want this to be better and I don't know how to make it better. Mm-hmm. Josh and Jean still aren't talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Deacon's a baby. So of course, can't talk yet. Talking. So, yeah. So as mum uh, mm-hmm. is spooning out the, the tuna casserole for everyone onto their plates, um, they each get to sing their thoughts, basically, and they, they each get to... Uh, kind of see where they are at that moment naturally um 
Yeah, and it's it's a really because it's it's so honest. Do you know what I mean? You really get to understand the complexities of this family life, um, and uh, the nicest moment actually is um, Deacon's uh, Deacon's moment. Deacon finishes the song. Um, and it's quite obviously it's unexpected because Deacon's a baby. You don't right. expect the baby to you sing. You don't expect the baby to sing. And of course, Deacon Absolutely hasn't sung not. the whole show until this point, correct? Yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's really poignant here. Um, and you find out that Deacon's just kind of been this observer mm-hmm. um, throughout the whole piece and uh, has been like looking at the family and has all of these opinions and knows the answers, knows wow. how to fix it, but is a wow. baby, so oh. can communicate them. What communicate them out? What a social so commentary! It's, it's extremely social, um, and yeah, it's it's a heavy it's a heavy number, but just such a beautiful musical moment, you know. Yeah. Um, and that I mean, the twist with Deacon is is huge. Um, yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. It, it's just thinking about it now. It's, choking me up that's true i can hear it well there you have it folks the plot to the change as written by jimmy yeah exactly <laughs> it's so i mean it's an important piece i think we'd all agree i um, I, I certainly yeah. do yeah yeah <laughs> i've been trying so hard <laughs> not to laugh this whole time you did a really good job, <laughs> really good job. <laughs> oh man I my, Jim, I don't think my heart's pounded this hard in a long time. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I think you're going to be surprised by two things. I think you're going to be surprised okay, yeah. by how wrong you are, but yeah. also by how right you are. Intriguing. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for Deacon's number to actually be... But in fact, Deacon's number was actually penis and vagina uh, and not tuna casserole. Oh, God. Um, so okay. this show, I intentionally omitted the subtitle when I described it to you. The ti- the full yeah. title of the show is The Change, Another Teenage Werewolf Musical. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, I see no difference. Uh, and, yeah. and I'd like to read to you the summary on the back of the CD. Cool. Adolescents can get hairy which is exceptionally true for Mikey, a mild-mannered high school student who feels anything but normal. On top of being new to a small town, he's going through that difficult transformation that all teenage boys do, puberty. But for for Mikey, armpit hair and raging hormones are only the beginning of his problems. He's unknowingly inherited the family curse. Lycanthropy! Written by Travis Sharp, co-author of the smash hit zombie musical Song of the Living Dead, this world premiere musical comedy is not your typical story of teenage years. Okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's basically Footloose meets Teen Wolf. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a selling point. Oh man. But I love that the family has a curse. (laughs) Do you know because which well, yeah. good self-respecting family does it? So here, well. I'll play. I'll play you this clip from the first song, "Time for a Change." Um, time this for is a change. Time for a change. This is sung by Mikey's father. Um, he's okay. living in somewhere unknown, maybe Transylvania esque, um, and okay. decides to leave and come to the new world. And it's time for a change. So here, here is wow. time for a change. Okay. 
Life can take a funny turn God's watching over you Then suddenly he's crapping If there's one thing that I have learned Things won't get better Unless you make something happen Around here I'm persona non grata They want to serve up my head on a platter Then I'm in the new world It won't matter Over there they won't think I'm deranged It's time for a change that's it's oh, time for yes. a change. Did you notice that great rhyme Chain! of crapping and happen? Absolutely, <laughs> that was some beautiful rhyming in there. <laughs> and um, so there, wow. there's more to that song. Like the village people are like, "You'll you'll never get away from us." Um, and so he moves oh from gosh. Transyl somewhere to Landonville. Yeah. Um, and we get the second Landonville. song. Landonville. Landonville, which I didn't tell you about. It's called Welcome to Landonville. Yeah. Um, it's sung Okay, pri- great. Okay. The, I di- side note, I need you to know, Jimmy, finding a plot synopsis of this show was immensely difficult. Yeah, um, I feel like we're going to encounter that problem with Unsung Heroes. That's so, <laughs> so most of this is my best guess and what I've been able to pick up from some reviews that I've found on LiveJournal. Okay. Um, Great. Wow. So, Welcome to Landonville, the second song, is sung by, I believe, Principal Van Helsing, for the most part. Why Van Helsing? Who knows? Um, But she rules Landonville with an iron fist. Um, One of the lyrics, which I'm not going to play for you, but I'll tell you, uh, she yells at her students and goes, What are you people doing? Singing and dancing? Singing is tolerated. Dancing is frowned upon, but singing and dancing is simply not permitted. Um... So it's footloose. It's basically footloose. Um, And the students sing about how dull and boring their town is, and they're hoping for something new. And in comes our protagonist, Mikey, the werewolf kid. Um, Uh And he immediately gets in trouble, of course, and the teachers put him on something review called The Aroused in Class Wall of Shame. I found no wow. more no more details about that. <laughs> well, I think we can we can fill in the blanks, right? You know? um, but then, so Mikey's got a best friend who sings this next song with him, "The Corn Out of Her Poop." Um, it's a love ballad. Um, oh my god! And Mikey and his friend, I guess, sing this as they like across the classroom, fall in love with the hot girl whose name I don't. I couldn't find out, but I think she comes back later. Um, and there's okay, some great. like, he, he's a werewolf and dogs eat poop, I think is the... Anyway, here's probably... Since when did dogs eat poop? I don't know, but this is probably one of the best musical theater songs I've ever heard. This is The Corn okay. Out of Her Poop. Most girls, without a doubt, have little traits that gross you out. But this girl is so pristine for her, I would do anything. Oh, no, no. I would eat the corn out of no. her poop. No. <laughs> no. I'd even eat the poop no. out from around her corn. She's got to oh, be my. the greatest beauty that was ever born. So there's no level to which I would ensue. No, don't rhyme it. Oh, initial thoughts. God. I 
want to die. <laughs> I'm ready to. I'm ready to pass on now. Um, what the hell? Can I read you some lyrics that I'm not going to play from you that are also in that song? Um, sure. I'd blow her grandma just like a gray kazoo. Oh my god. That was especially clever. Um, I would drag my balls through glass for seven days to hear her pass gas from her ass from miles away on small speakers by tape delay. There's a great, like, triple rhyme in there. Glass pass. That was beautiful, actually. I was very (laughs) impressed with that. Um, Uh, And then, for some inexplicable reason, one of the final lines of this song, uh, Mikey's best friend sings... And I would eat the Klingon poop straight out of Michael Dorn, who I'm not a Trekkie, but I believe plays a Klingon in one of the Star Trek incarnations. It's not germane to the plot. (laughs) So just a little question. Uh Um, He's a werewolf. Mikey's a werewolf. Yep. So eats poop, apparently. Maybe. His friend isn't. Is just jumping on the bandwagon, maybe? His friend comes back really a couple like times, seem, seems to be kind of nerdy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not one to kink shame, you I, know? Maybe this one. I ain't one. gonna yuck no yums. Um, <laughs> but I think um, specifically finding the corn uh, <laughs> is too far, is what I would say to that. Um, this, I am deeply this whole- disturbed. This this musical's on Spotify. If you listen to one song, brace yourself, put your headphones in, and listen to the corn out of her poop. Um, yeah, singing along. <laughs> Do we it move on. Mix, like fundraising cabaret, right? Oh, we move on. Some songs I skipped. Um, song number four, <laughs> Lacrosse. It's a novelty number okay. in gym class. We're kind of talking about testosterone and you know that sort okay, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. the running joke is no one knows how lacrosse works, and it's like throw the puck through the net and hit a home run um yeah and they're do they rain puck with fuck uh, i don't think they do which i think are you speaks, kidding speaks to the the level of lyric ingenuity that kind of runs through this whole oh. show um they do have um this great line that i wrote down burned my ass with tabasco sauce it's lacrosse it's lacrosse okay um, yeah i'm into that do they but is it a proper ass to bass is that uh no is that how it's no they don't do no. the interior one it's just the sauce lacrosse bit and the kind of incongruity of why tabasco yeah um <laughs> okay well there, i feel like again missed opportunity there it's you true know? for Ask when when they bass. transfer when they transfer to broadway they can they can tune that one up a little bit i hope so <laughs> I really um, hope so. We skip an instrumental pre-prize called The Best Me I Can Be, which will come back later. And then we hit your um, the next, the ballad, Penis and Vagina. Um, Penis, uh, the ballad you're saying? The, well, kind of. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. It's sung by Mikey's friend, uh, who's nerdy. The other scat man. Yeah, I don't know how we get here. Um, but he seems, mm-hmm. from what I can tell, he seems to be explaining love, the concept of love, to Mikey. Um, okay, so cool. I've got very a, spring awakening. Very exactly. Spring awakening, yeah, and I think you'll yeah. hear the similarities here. <laughs> um, but here's oh, a, okay. Here's about a, a minute clip of penis and vagina. They made funny sounds. They were dancing, lying down. All I saw was oh my crest, God. a monster with two backs. Then I learned some things from Dad's magazines, and now I know just what love means. Penis and vagina. 
simple proposition from one of two positions on top of or behind her penis and vagina love so pure it's <laughs> love so pure it's spurting oh my god nothing could be finer Wow. Is it? It's something else. <laughs> okay. Can we just now say that all of these songs so far have been the same? Yeah. Basically. Mel- yeah. Melodically. Yep. Um, and even but like structure. Nothing could be finer. Penis and vagina. Isn't that I'm going to give you. Yeah. But the problem is yeah. they say vagina. <laughs> I know. But I think, yeah, they could have given him an accent and got They could have. Yeah. Fina, you know. penis and vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's got some vagina. great Oh, he's vagina. got a vagina. Ooh, what do we know? Um, oh, Cornish, yeah. Then we move okay, Im- good. immediately into another song you described, um, <laughs> I Do It Too, which yep. you were surprisingly accurate about. Okay, uh, <laughs> worrying. <laughs> it, this is sung by Mikey's dad, and it, it's like a, ah. it's a, it's a Three's Company confusion song. From Mikey's father's perspective, I believe he's trying to explain the idea that he transforms into a werewolf every once in a while. Okay. But okay. Mikey misconstrues the song. This is I Do It Too. I do it too when I feel mad. I do it too when I feel sad. I do it too when I've got nothing else to do. There's no need for you to sneak. Just let me teach you my technique. We'll do it as a team next week. It's pretty funny. Um, I feel like that's unnecessary, but (laughs) so so far we've got scat. Uh We've got um, incest fantasy. Can't wait to find out what's next. This is high art, Jimmy. High, high art. Um, We move straight into seven minutes in heaven. I don't know when she comes in, but there's another character called Helga who is not the sexy girl. Um, she's like shocking with a name uh, right? like Helga with a okay, name like Helga. Yeah. Um, but somehow at a party, um, Mikey, the, the werewolf and Helga yeah. get paired up for the very traditional game of seven minutes in heaven. Um, too but, obvious. I said sh- I it sh- know. Too obvious. But unexpectedly, this is oh, right. the time where Mikey, actually discovers what's up with him um i can't remember if i put that in this clip but there's some other well there's some interesting lyrical jokes in here this is seven minutes in heaven it couldn't hurt to kiss his cheek is she a nice girl or a freak it couldn't hurt to grab his hips is that a tongue between my Are they making eyes? That's funny. Yeah. 
Amazing. I, I mean, I must say, singing while tonguing, I think, is a new and innovative technique. It's very clever. And it is. this is the second yeah. time through the chorus, so you know the rhymes. My motor is revving seven minutes in heaven. Ah, Might be something. That's good as well. I know. Isn't that a great rhyme? I like that. That's, um, that's very smart. It gave me kind of like um, TikTok from Company ooh, um, meets the opening of applause. That's true. I could see that for sure. Um, and yeah. then in the third chorus, Mikey transforms into the werewolf, which we heard the beginning of, and he sings his part only in howls. Um, okay, great. So it's a sonic experience for everyone, really. It, it really is. Um, and then I skipped a bunch of plot with you as far as song titles are concerned, but let me walk you through it. Um, okay, thanks. Thanks, T. We had Time for a Change, the reprise, which is actually the act one closer. Um, I th- oh, I th- I think um, where Mikey decides it's time for a change and I'm done hiding who I am and I'm just going to be a werewolf on campus forever because I'll pick up all the girls, maybe. Um, Because he's a werewolf? Because he's a werewolf, maybe spurred on by his success with Helga. I don't know. Then it's intermission. Yep. And then we open Act 2 with a song called Big Wolfman on Campus, which I'm really sad I couldn't tell you the title of, but I thought it would give too much away. (laughs) I think it probably would, yeah. Or, I mean, it'd be certainly interesting to find out how I work that into the real, uh, the change, the musical, yeah. Um, Big Wolfman on Campus, Sorry Girls for the Dampness, you'll find in your pants on the Big Wolfman on Campus. It's a Fresh Prince style rap. Um, There's a music video that the production company made online, which is interesting. Um, Some lyrics that you're missing out on. Everybody wants me at their party, wants to be my friend, so I leave a squirt of pee-pee everywhere that I've been. Um, because he's a dog. Because he's a dog. Or uh, similarly, cool. I get the honeys because I know their mood by smelling their farts. Um, there's right. a, a oh, there's, lot. there's this scat thing again. There's a lot of scatological humor in this. Um, yeah. And then somehow we run into the next song, You'd Be Pissed, which has nothing to do with pee. Um, this is sung by the aforementioned hot girl um, who oh, okay. was dating someone... Um, but then the man she was dating leaves her for someone else. And so now she's pissed about it and is looking for fresh meat on campus and Mm -hmm. happens to find the big wolf man, um, Uh which leads us into the wonderfully titled twosome, um, which has, can I tell you this next lyric? It goes in pure cheerleader faction. Give me a P. Give me an E, give me an N, give me an I, yeah. give me a... And then it goes into an instrumental version of Penis and Vagina. Um, okay, cool. But I feel like they could have done something more with that. But, wait, Jimmy. Yep. The guy... But don't tell me there's butts involved. <laughs> the guy that the hot girl used to be dating shows up, and we hit... Oh, my God. ...the reprise to Twosome, inventively titled threesome (laughs) and um it's basically the same except they do somehow shoehorn in rhyming the word schism with homoeroticism which i think okay might be one of the more clever rhymes i've heard 
Um, I think that's a first uh, and in there, musical theater. It ends very, very dirtily, and I'm not going to repeat it on this podcast, but listeners can listen to it on their own. Um, okay. So wait, they have a threesome? Uh, unclear. Um, but they, defi- they definitely sing a song about the possibility. Um, we run through okay. a couple other songs. Helga sing- sings a lament in a ballad called Different Skin. Um, the lyric, beauty is only skin deep. I wish I could wear a different skin. And talking about the idea of, well, I don't know, maybe becoming a werewolf, which I don't know if actually plays out, but maybe unclear. Right. Um, okay, okay. And then there's a big weekend in the country style, massive everyone number called This Is Gonna Be Fun. That might be about prom or homecoming. I can't quite tell. Um, The hot girl's ex is going to beat up Mikey. Uh, The nerdy guy who sang the poop song is going to date, bring Helga on the date there. And Mikey is going to get his girl back. But I don't know what girl he's talking about. Um, Okay, I hope it's Helga. I'm really rooting for Helga. Right? And then we run into the song Tuna Casserole. And without any description, I'm just going to play you this clip, Jimmy. Tuna casserole. Easy and cheese. Yo, yo, you know the deal. Eating, it's a treat. Dreaming in my sleep. It's so fantastical. Why don't you pass a bowl? Tuna casserole. Unmatchable. Is not in stores. You can jazz your soul till it leaves your ass or hole. Then you eat some more. Uh, yeah, so that line you have a question about. You can jazz your soul till it leaves your ass or hole. I looked it up in a couple different places. Um, yeah. Jimmy, I have no idea what this song is about. It's, they sing I about think- tuna casserole the whole time. I think it might be about cunnilingus. Oh, that would make sense. Outside, I think it might just be about cunnilingus. Outside, yeah, my, outside our comfort. Uh, outside my Bailey, for that. sure. Yeah, yeah, we don't um, do that. Um, okay, well, I mean, also, I'm kind of. No, in fact, I'll get to it. I'll get to it in my rebuttal. So, um, and so then we uh, we close off with two more songs. Mikey sings a song called The Best Me I Can Be, where he decides, you know, maybe life's better as a human and not as a werewolf. It's an 80s rock oh, wow. ballad. Um, and then we get a reprise of The Change. It's a slow guitar ballad about how change happens in life. And that's the moral of the story. And then the musical ends. Okay, great. So, okay. So he's still a werewolf at the end. But decides to so live he's, as he's, a he's human. He's okay with that? Maybe. But he, okay, so there's no full moon. He's fine. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, right. I just like to give my rebuttal. So what we're going to do at the end of these <laughs> Unsung Heroes um, are I'm going to tell you why. Um, the well, change, the puberty musical, is so much better than the change. Something about a werewolf sounds like a hard argument to build. Exactly. So, I mean, first of all, let's look at the change, the puberty musical. We have sex positivity. We have uh, gender non-binary. It's very current. It's more current than Dear Evan Hansen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, it is beautifully sex positive it's a show that you can go and see with your family and understand more about yourself what Greece did for teenagers in the 60s 
the change the musical is doing for teenagers and parents alike in the 21st century. Um, let's look at um, the werewolf musical for a second here. So, for, first of all, missed opportunities and lyrics, right? Ask to bass. That's, come on, that was way, they, that was there. They didn't even need to work for that. It was there and they just didn't seize that opportunity. Um, you know, the gay metaphor, the puberty metaphor, what is this werewolf thing, okay? Is it even a metaphor? If it's not, it should be. Pick one, okay? Because the thing is, is like, there's no puberty here. They've all gone through the change. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You don't be having all of these thoughts Kind well, they're, of they're going through the, I'll, I'll, I will save my comments for my closing statement. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Um, I would like to say, again, missed opportunity with the penis and vagina instrumental. Um, give me a P-E-N-I. I feel like there could have been a rhyme. There could have been something there that could have elevated that number to... Something better, I would say. Um, this, this weird threesome storyline, you know? Uh, why don't you try and be a bit more... Uh, a bit, sorry, a bit less heteronormative, okay? It, it, a, a big part of going through the change is experimentation, you know? Hey, why schism, homoeroticism. Just saying it, I want some action. Okay, I want to see the experimentation. I don't want to have your classic storyline of two straight guys being like, huh, what would it be like to get with a dude not going to do it though, no homo, etc. I'm not here for that. Okay, I'm a gay man. I want to see myself on the stage. Um, well, tuna casserole, what an obvious metaphor there, okay? I feel like these writers don't understand what metaphor is and how to use it in song, you know? Tuna casserole to me... It's obvious what that was going to be about, you know? Why couldn't it be a number about serving a beautiful tuna casserole? I ask you. And finally, werewolves transform in a full moon. That's history. Also, where the hell was President Van Helsing? Thank uh, you very much, Your Honour. Principal Van Helsing. Um, for my closing statement, first point I would like to make, um, the CD artwork for this show is awesome. I'm sending it to Jimmy here. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, let me just review um, Evidence Piece 1. I will happily have that as a poster on my wall. <laughs> That's actually beautiful. So, yes, correct. Um, number two, where else are you going to get a love ballad called The Corn Out of Her Poop? Um, and I do think listeners will find, Jimmy, that this show is filled with incongruous, out-of-left-field references to things like Klingons and Hoths. I believe they attempt to rhyme Hoth with lacrosse. Um, and I do think the um, degree to which the authors of this show have pushed rhyme and the idea of what words do rhyme and what words don't rhyme, really, they are on the cutting edge of that idea for sure. Um, and then, you know, just how catchy some of the songs are. And I feel so bad that, like, I sometimes get the song Penis and Vagina stuck in my head and I can't dare sing it out loud because, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a guilty pleasure this show is. And I rest my case. <laughs>
I don't think there could be anything guiltier. Um, but it's not for us to decide. It's not. So, it's sports fans, here's what happens next. We need you to vote. Which musical is better? Jimmy's musical, The Change, The Puberty Musical, or my musical, The Change, Another Teenage Werewolf Musical? Of course, mine is real and Jimmy's is not, but, you know, don't want to bias you. Um, Absolutely. If, if you head to the show notes, there'll be a vote on our Twitter, at Jim and Tomic, where you can vote, and the voting will be open for one week after this episode goes out. So vote. Whose musical's better? Jimmy or Tommy's? And we'll be keeping a tally of who wins more. It's going to be me. Exactly. I think, I mean, I think it will, and I've said my reasons why, uh, <laughs> but I am proud, and I'm currently working on uh, the beautiful beautiful female duet i do it too <laughs> oh come on it's a female duet about about masturbation that's women true. don't talk about it enough ladies and gentlemen it's you had a very progressive, progressive i did show. i'm yeah let's have the conversation let's make the change let's make the change thank you oh next time jimmy will have a show for me we will see I you will. the next time unsung heroes comes around have a good one everyone Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.